Gandhi lived with his mother, sister and two brothers in a badly neglected old house. His mother was a grey striped tabby cat who was very thin because the owner of the house was a very cruel man who fed her only scraps of food left over from his plate. He only kept her to catch the mice in the house and would never dream of giving her a saucer of milk. Although she was always hungry herself, she looked after the kittens as well as she could. Landy and his brothers were all ginger tabbies. His sister was a smaller version of her mother. Although they were always hungry, the kittens had great fun exploring the old house and playing on the rickety staircase. One day, the cruel man came into the hallway at the bottom of the stairs. He had a foul-smelling cardboard box in his hands. Landy watched helplessly as his brothers and sisters were grabbed by the scruff of the neck and thrown into the box. "'Come here, you!' snarled the man, moving towards Landy. "'I have enough trouble feeding your mother without having to feed you lot as well.' Landy felt the man's rough hands grab him, and he was thrown into the box to join his sister and brothers, who were crying to get out. Landy joined in their cries for help. Their mother came forward, anxiously trying to comfort them. "'Get away and earn your keep!' yelled the cruel man, picking up an old shoe and throwing it at her. The shoe missed her, but she ran off very frightened and worried about her kittens. "'Now to get rid of you lot!' growled the cruel man, as he closed the top of the box and tied it up with string. The kittens were now in total darkness, and the smell inside the box was horrible. It had been used for rubbish. They all cried out for help, but none came. When Landy's mother crept back into the hallway, no box or kittens could be seen. She searched the house, calling to them, but they didn't answer her. They couldn't, because the cruel man had carried the box containing the kittens outside and put them in his very dirty old car. The kittens cried for their mother. She didn't answer. She couldn't. She'd been locked inside the house and couldn't hear them. The man drove off down the road. The kittens were thrown about every time the man changed gear. Soon the car stopped, and Landy felt the box being lifted up. The man had stopped the car in a country lane. He looked around. There were no other cars or people in sight. He grinned to himself. Good. There's no one looking. I'll dump them here. Swinging the box by the string, he hurled the kittens into a ditch at the side of the road. "'Goodbye and good riddance,' said the cruel man. He ran back to the car, chuckling evilly to himself, and drove off at a fast speed down the lane, leaving Landy and the other kittens to their fate. As night fell, it began to rain heavily. "'Oh, it's cold,' whispered Landy to his brother lying next to him. He couldn't stop himself from shivering, so he snuggled up closer to the other kittens to try and get warm. The rain soaked the box, making them damp as well as cold and hungry. "'Do you think that Mother will ever find us?' asked Landy's sister. "'I, I don't know,' Landy answered in a voice he couldn't control for shaking. "'I hope so, because I'm hungry. I hope she comes soon.' But she didn't come. She couldn't come. The cruel man had locked her in the house, and she didn't know where he had taken the kittens. 
she felt very lonely and wondered whether she would ever see them again. In their box in the ditch, the kittens were crying, waiting for her to come. The hours passed, and although they didn't know it because it was dark inside the box, daylight had arrived. It had stopped raining. Landy tried to move, but couldn't. Ouch! I'm so stiff, he whispered. And I'm cold and hungry. He cried out for his mother, and the other kittens joined in. The sun came out and started to dry the box. Suddenly, the kittens heard a sound of footsteps coming along the road. They pricked up their ears to pick up the direction from which the sound was coming. Let's all cry together, said Landy. Someone might hear us. They all cried out as loud as they could, but their cries were very weak. Their little throats were dry because they were so thirsty. The footsteps were getting closer and closer. Everyone, please try to cry out that little bit louder, pleaded Landy as he strained his voice to the limit. The kitten's cries turned to wails of disappointment as the footsteps went on past the box. Then they all made one last big effort to attract whoever the footsteps belonged to. The footsteps stopped. It was as if their owner was listening for something. Cry out again, Landy urged the others. They did. Suddenly, the footsteps were heading back in their direction. Landy had a terrible thought. What if it was the cruel man coming back to do more harm? The top of the box was torn open and light flooded in. Oh, how good it was to breathe the fresh air. Landy screwed up his eyes against the sudden light. They all lay there in silence, wondering if the person who'd opened the box was going to hurt them. Would the person who had their fate in his hands be friend or foe? The frightened kittens huddled together, worried in case it was the cruel man who'd come back for them. But it was a kindly voice that spoke to them. Why, you poor little things. We'll soon have you nice and warm again. Landy plucked up courage and looked up to see who owned that kind voice. What Landy saw was a man wearing a uniform and a badge on his hat that had the letters R-S-P-C-A on it. Landy and the other kittens had been lucky. They'd been found by the local R-S-P-C-A inspector, who'd been out checking the flooded areas after the heavy rains of the previous night. He'd heard their last desperate cries, and now they were safe. The man took them to a shining white van, and taking the kittens out of the cardboard box, he dried them. Oh, how lovely, said Landy when his turn came to be dried. The rubbing brought the warmth surging back into his cold little body. He soon joined his brothers and sister inside a basket and snuggled down with them into a warm, comforting blanket. Let's get some food inside you. You must be starving, said the kind man. He took the basket from the rear of the van and placed it on the floor by the front passenger seat. He switched on the engine, and the warm air from the heater provided a welcome warmth to the cold, hungry little bodies. Very soon they arrived at the animal home. The kind man handed Landy and the other kittens into the care of a lady who wore a blue overall. The kittens were made very welcome, and were soon warm and dry and full of food. 
a man in a white coat came to see them and examined them. Landy heard the lady in the blue overalls say that this man was the vet. He was very gentle and spoke kindly to him. The examination over, Landy found himself with the other kittens in a large cage with warm blankets. There were hot water bottles wrapped up inside blankets for them to snuggle up to. The hot water bottle is as warm as Mother used to be, said Landy to his sister. I hope she comes for us soon. He fell asleep and slept and slept and slept, safe in the care of the kind people. The days went by, but their mother didn't come. She couldn't. Then one day, Landy awoke to see his sister being taken out of the cage and handed to a lady wearing a big hat. "'She's being taken to a new home,' said one of Landy's brothers. "'I hope someone takes me soon,' said Landy. Each day, Cattery, to look at the kittens. One by one, his brothers were chosen to go to new homes. He was left on his own. There was a little grey-haired lady who came to look at Landy. He was sure she liked him. The lady in charge of the cattery took him out of his cage to show the visitor. Then he was put back while the two women talked. He heard her say she would come back tomorrow. The lady in charge smiled happily. Perhaps at last he would be going to a new home. But next morning she was not smiling. Landy heard her tell one of the he had been taken into hospital and that now he would not be going to his new home. Landy was disappointed. Many other people came and looked at Landy. There was a bus driver and his family, a fireman, two elderly sisters, and even a vicar. But they all said the same thing. He's a bit small and puny, and we don't want him. Oh, why am I so much smaller than the rest? And why don't people want me? moaned Landy to himself. He felt very lonely in that big cage. The staff at the cattery were very nice to him and gave him plenty to eat and drink, but it wasn't a home, not a real home. The man in the uniform came to see Landy every day. "'Haven't you found a home yet, my little one?' he asked in the kind voice which Landy remembered from the day he was found in the box. Landy went to the front of the cage and poked his paws through the bars. The man in the uniform opened the cage and gently stroked Landy, who purred to show his appreciation. "'Well, we'll have to do something about finding you a home soon,' said the man, putting Landy back into his cage. Landy watched other cats come and go. "'It's because I'm not as big and strong as the others that no one wants me,' thought Landy to himself. I must eat more, and perhaps I'll grow bigger and bigger and stronger, and then perhaps people will like me. Landy made sure that he ate all the food that was put in front of him. One afternoon, when he'd suffered the usual disappointment of being looked at but not wanted, the uniform came into the room where he was lying unhappily in his cage. He had a lady with him whom Landy had not seen before. This is the little fella I've been telling you about, said the man. He opened the cage, and the lady reached in and stroked Landy. Then she picked him up and tickled him under the chin. He liked that. Landy purred as hard as he could. Please take me, he meowed. Please take me. He rubbed his face against the lady's and snuggled his head onto her shoulder. 
Let's take him home, said the lady. We just can't let him be put to sleep. Landy didn't understand what she meant. He purred harder and harder and snuggled even closer to the lady. She likes me. I know she likes me, he thought. Perhaps I've found a home at last. Perhaps all that food I've eaten has really made me grow. Suddenly the room was full of people. There was the lady who was still holding him, the man in the uniform, members of the staff who had fed and looked after him, and the lady in charge of the cattery. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was happy. Landy had found a new home. Landy's new home with Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins was to be in a detached house on the outskirts of the city. The white van in which Landy had first travelled after he'd been found cold, wet and hungry now came to a stop on the drive in front of the blue-painted garage door. "'Come on, little friend,' said the man in the uniform as he picked up the basket in which Landy had travelled from the animal home. "'In we all go. This is your home now.' The front door of the house was closed and the lid of the basket was opened. Landy jumped out. "'That's right. Have a good look round,' said Mr. Jenkins. The stairs beckoned to Landy. They reminded him of the stairs he'd played on with his brothers and sisters at the house of the cruel man. "'I'll go and see what's up there,' he thought to himself. He went up the stairs. He noticed the door to one of the rooms at the top of the stairs was slightly open. He peeked through. There was a big glass tank. Inside it, he could see a furry animal sleeping on a bed made of tissue paper. It was a large brown and white rat. Landy went up to the tank and pressed his nose against the glass front. The furry rat slept on. Well, if she won't talk to me, I must find something else to do, thought Landy. This looks interesting, he thought. He stretched out a paw and gently touched a key. Clackety, clackety, clack, said the typewriter, springing suddenly to life. Landy drew back in amazement. What did you say? asked Landy when he had plucked up enough courage to go towards the machine again. The typewriter didn't answer. Landy grew braver. He put out his paw and touched another key. Ah, chunk, went the typewriter, and as the carriage flew along, a bell rang with a loud ping, making Landy spring up in the air in fright. He landed back on the chair, but jumped straight down from it and went back to the glass tank where that furry animal lived. The furry animal was awake now. Landy pressed his nose against the glass tank. The furry animal scurried to the front of the tank and did the same. "'I see you found Nora Ratty,' said Mrs Jenkins, joining Nora and Landy in the room. "'I hope you're both going to be very good friends.' Landy was very interested in the way that Nora Ratty cleaned herself. It was not that much different from the way he did it. "'You can stay and watch me clean Nora's home,' said Mrs Jenkins, placing a toilet roll on the floor. Nora was lifted out of her tank, and she and Landy eyed each other warily. "'Hello,' said Nora. "'This is my room. I live here.' Before Landy could answer, Nora had scurried off into a corner and had climbed up onto the desk and into a tray full of papers near the typewriter. The lady went out of the room, leaving the two alone. 
Landy saw the toilet roll, and springing the way that only cats can, he pounced on it. He dug his claws into the soft tissue. It felt so good, and soon there was a pile of shredded tissue paper lying on the floor beside him. My, this is fun, meowed Landy out loud. I wonder if Nora would like to join in. He looked round to see if Nora was watching what he was doing, but she was busy cleaning herself. Suddenly Landy felt very tired and was about to lie on the pile of tissue he had made when he noticed his mistress had come back into the room. She stood towering above him, looking down in disbelief. Oh, I, I hope I haven't done anything wrong, he thought. I like it here. I don't want to be sent away. He waited to be scolded, but the lady was smiling. That's a good boy. That paper is just the right size for Nora's bed. Landy looked towards the tray on the desk where Nora was sitting. She waved a paw at him. He was sure she was smiling at him too. Suddenly, Nora jumped down from the desk and buried herself into the pile of shredded tissue paper. I'm sure that Nora's very pleased with what you've done for her, said Mrs. Jenkins. Very soon, clean sawdust had replaced the old in Nora's tank, and the pile of tissue, with Nora still buried inside, was picked up gently and placed back in the tank. Her head popped out from the tissue bed, and she waited patiently while her water container with fresh water and her food container with fresh food in it were placed in her home. Landy watched as Nora ate her meal of cereals and milk. I wonder if there's any food for me, he thought as he followed his mistress out of the room. He glanced back at Nora's tank. He was sure that she was waving to him and thanking him for making her bed. Bye, meowed Landy. I'll come and visit you again soon. He went downstairs into the kitchen. There you are. You deserve that meal for all the hard work you've done for me said the lady. Landy tucked into his first meal in his new home. I'm really going to like it here, he purred to himself. After eating his meal, Landy jumped up onto the settee in the living room, lay across the knees of Mrs. Jenkins, and fell asleep. When he awoke, it was to notice the pale sunlight flooding in through the open patio door. It's nice out there, thought Landy and he went out onto the patio from where he could see a big garden. He rubbed himself against the garden fence to leave his scent on it. He didn't really know why he did this, but something told him he had to do it. Anyway, it seemed quite a natural thing to do. This is my garden, and I'm going to let the other animals know that, thought Landy. A bird flew onto the bird table, and Landy ran towards it, but the bird quickly flew away. He went back to the fence and continued to mark his territory. He stopped under a small apple tree for a moment and looked around. Suddenly, something in a corner of the garden moved and caught his alert eyes. What's that? thought Landy, and he ran off to investigate. There he saw a most unusual sight. It looks like the small brush that was in the kitchen while I was eating, thought Landy. He stretched out his paw to touch the object. Whatever it was curled itself up into a tight, spiky ball. Ouch! cried Landy as a spike from the object stuck into his paw. Hello? said a slow, low voice that seemed to come from inside the spiky ball. Have you come to live in the garden? 
Landy moved backwards in surprise. Who are you? And where are you speaking from? asked the little kitten. If you promise not to poke me with your paw again, I'll show you, said the object. Landy was so surprised that he didn't answer. Promise then, said the object. I, I promise, said Landy. You sure you'll keep your promise? Yes, yes, I, I promise. Come on, show me, said an excited Landy. The round, spiky ball began to unroll itself. A pleasant little face with bright, beady eyes and a long snout appeared. The whole thing was supported by four little legs. Hi, I'm Dinsdale, and I'm a hedgehog, and I live nearby with my family. I know that you are a cat, but what's your name? He fixed his beady little eyes on Landy's and waited to learn the name of his new friend. Landy thought for a moment. He was worried. I don't think I've got a name, he said to Dinsdale. H have I got to have one? Everyone has a name, said Dinsdale slowly. Just then Mrs. Jenkins came out onto the patio. Landy! Oh, Landy, there you are. I see you found Dinsdale. You can stay out for just a little longer then. She went inside. Of course you've got a name, said Dinsdale. Didn't you hear Mrs. Jenkins calling you by your name? Your name is Landy. Landy, 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 repeated the little kitten. He liked the sound of it. Thank you for telling me my name. It's a nice name, isn't it? asked Landy hopefully. Oh, yes, it is, replied Dinsdale. Oh, yours is a very nice name, too, said Landy, not wanting to upset Dinsdale. Dinsdale smiled. His bright little eyes shone with pleasure at the remarks. Mrs. Jenkins gave me my name, too, said Dinsdale proudly. I got it when I was brought here after being found tangled in some netting. He paused, as if remembering when he'd been rescued from the net by the man in the uniform. Welcome to the garden, Landy. Come and see me tomorrow, and I will show you where I live with the rest of my family. Landy! Landy! Come along in now, called his mistress from the patio. Landy turned towards the house and called back over his shoulder. Goodbye, Dinsdale. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for telling me my name. Landy ran into the house, and the patio door was closed behind him, shutting the garden and his newfound friend out. Look what we have for you, Landy. Landy recognised his name. The man in the uniform was talking to him. He liked that. The man in the uniform showed Landy a nice new cat bed. Mr Jenkins placed the bed on the floor in front of the television, and Landy tried it out. It felt so soft, warm and comfortable that he almost fell asleep. But his sharp hearing caught a sound coming from the television which alerted him to what was taking place on the large screen in front of him. There were men on the screen who were pushing different coloured balls along a table with a stick. Sometimes the balls would hit each other and roll towards the pockets at the corners of the table. Sometimes they would drop into the pockets. As one of the red balls rolled towards a pocket, Landy sprang from his new bed and waited for the ball to drop out of the pocket onto the floor. 
but the ball didn't come his way. He tried to touch the balls that were on the table with his paw, but found that the glass that covered the television screen stopped him from doing so, and the static electricity on the glass made his fur stand on end. Being unable to catch one of the balls, Landy got fed up and returned to his bed to watch the game. One day, he thought to himself, one day one of those balls will drop onto the floor and I'll have it. Exhausted after his efforts, he drifted off to sleep. When Landy awoke, it was to find that Mr and Mrs Jenkins had gone upstairs to bed. He felt very lonely. He lay there in the silence and in the dark, remembering all the things that had happened to him. He remembered his mother and the cruel man, his brothers and his sister. I wonder where they all are. I hope they all have nice homes like this. I wonder what Dinsdale and his family will be like, he thought. I hope tomorrow comes soon. Landy thought about Nora Ratty and how he had made her bed. I hope she's sleeping comfortably in it, he said to himself. He felt very much alone. Suddenly, Landy plucked up courage. He stretched and then climbed the stairs that led to the bedrooms. The door to the big bedroom was open. He crept in quietly and jumped up lightly onto the bed, hoping to lie unnoticed. Hello, Landy. We've been expecting you, said the voice of his mistress coming out of the darkness. He felt the hand of his new master reach out and stroke him. It made him feel safe. He sighed and settled down on the bed for the rest of the night. First thing in the morning, I'll go and tell Nora Ratty my name, he thought. He fell asleep, saying his name to himself over and over again. Landy, Landy, Landy. It was a nice name, wasn't it? For the first time since the cruel man had put him in that smelly box with the other kittens, Landy slept peacefully right through the night. It was still early in the morning when Landy jumped down from the bed of Mr and Mrs Jenkins and went out of the big bedroom. He crossed the top of the stairs and went into the room where Nora Ratty lived. The typewriter that clattered when he touched it lay silent on the desk. Nora was sleeping in her bed inside her tank. Nora! Nora! Wake up! called Landy. Nora rubbed her eyes and looked up wearily. Whatever do you want? she asked sleepily. I've come to tell you my name, and I want to ask you a question, replied Landy. Well, hurry up. I need my sleep, said Nora Ratty. But it's getting up time, said a bemused Landy. It may be for you, said Nora. But we rats play at night and sleep through the day. Now, what is it you wanted to tell me? My name is Landy, said the little kitten proudly. Mrs Jenkins gave me my name. Do you like it? Nora Ratty told Landy she did and gave a big yawn. Did Mrs Jenkins give you your name too? inquired Landy. <sighs> yes, she did. Now, can I please go back to sleep? pleaded Nora Ratty, yawning again. Oh, please, Nora Ratty, said Landy. Can I ask you just one more thing before you do? Very well, 
said Nora patiently. She liked this little kitten. He seemed so lonely and unsure. What is it, then? Please, can you tell me if it's tomorrow? Tomorrow? repeated Nora Ratty, smiling. It's today, now. Why do you ask? Landy explained how he had met Dinsdale Hedgehog in the garden, and that Dinsdale had told him to come back tomorrow, and he would take him to see his family. Nora Ratty nodded her head wisely as Landy explained, and said, But that was yesterday. Landy was even more confused, but Nora Ratty was very patient with the little kitten, explained to him the meaning of the words yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You had better go out into the garden today and meet Dinsdale, she advised him. Now, can I please go back to sleep? Thank you, Nora Ratty, for helping me. I'll come back tonight and tell you about Dinsdale's family. Nora Ratty didn't reply. She'd already gone back to sleep. Landy was about to leave when he remembered the typewriter on the desk. He to it and started to tell the typewriter that his name was Landy, but the typewriter wouldn't answer him. He put out his paw and touched the bar at the bottom of the keys. The typewriter sprang into life. Clatter, clatter, clatter! Da-ka-chung, ding! Landy fled from the room and ran down the stairs and into the kitchen. After he had calmed down, Landy noticed that there was some food in his dish. After eating, he washed himself and went into the living room. His bed was still there. It's a nice bed, thought Landy, but it's very nice upstairs on the big bed too. The sun was streaming in through the patio doors and Landy looked out onto the garden. He couldn't see Dinsdale anywhere. He hoped he hadn't missed him. Do you want to go out, Landy? asked Mr. Jenkins. Landy purred loudly in answer. The door was opened and Landy walked out into the garden. He followed his scent of the previous day and went twice around the garden. Dinsdale the hedgehog was nowhere to be found. The birds flew overhead, circling just above Landy. They cried out a warning to other birds in the area. Beware! A cat has come to live in the garden! Landy lay down under a tree, wondering what to do next. Ouch! That hurt! cried Landy as something hit him on the head. Ouch! he said again as a second acorn hit him. Landy looked up and saw a small grey animal with a long bushy tail sitting on a branch of the tree just out of his reach above him. Hello! You must be Landy! called the animal. I hope you're here in the garden. Hello! said a surprised Landy. How do you know my name? he asked the bushy-tailed animal. Dinsdale the Hedgehog told me, the animal replied. Has Mrs. Jenkins given you a name too? inquired Landy. The grey squirrel rubbed both his little hands busily over his cute little face, as though hiding his shyness. Well, have you got a name or not? Yes, I have, said the squirrel shyly. Well, what is it then? asked Landy. He couldn't understand why the little animal wouldn't tell him his name. Landy was very proud of his and wanted everyone to know it. Finally, the shy little squirrel managed to blurt his name out. It's 
It's Filbert, he said. Then he hurriedly went on to explain that Mrs. Jenkins had given him that name and had named him after a Filbert nut that she had fed him on. Filbert is a very nice name, said Landy. Do you like mine? Filbert nodded his head in approval. Do you live in the garden? asked Landy. No, I live in that big tree there in that field, said Filbert, pointing with his tiny left hand. He then told Landy how he had lived in the garden for a while, after he'd been brought to the house by Mr. Jenkins. I was hit by a car, he told Landy, and Mrs. Jenkins looked after me. When I got better, I was allowed to go free, and I've made my home in that tree. I come back every day to see Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins, and they leave fruit and nuts for me to eat. Landy smiled, remembering that Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins had brought him home too, the other kitten's nasty old smelly box. The two animals basked in the sun, telling each other how they'd both come to be in the garden. It was all very peaceful. <laughs>